Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. We are back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, Charles Alexander, author of the book, Start Now, Quit Later, How to Start and Grow Your Business Without Quitting Your Full-Time Job. Really, really good stuff in here. Covers just about everything that I could think of that you'd want to cover in a book regarding this. And I love that you have a lot of questions that people ought to answer. I may get to some of those in, in just a second. But I have to talk about one thing here that I thought was really funny. I had a nut-oh mo moment oh, as dear. I was reading your book. Because, you know, I, I'm really a stickler on making sure that information is factual and, and accurate oh. and all of that, right? So I'm going through and I'm going, oh, he talked about the Yale study. <laughs> Ooh. He talked about the Yale study. And there was a study and, and uh, it was uh, a lot of motivational speakers have quoted this study. All of them. And what was so funny, I'm reading going, oh, no, no, he's talking about this study. And then you go, but then you found out that it wasn't real. <laughs> And it was on goal setting. That's right. Yeah. So talk a little bit about goal setting just well, in general. Just to and let you guys know. Because you nailed that. You were, you were right. I mean, I was so glad that you, you said no. Me? It shows that you're a and student, that look, you actually figured so out that that wasn't real. years and years, uh, real quick, I went to see Zig Ziglar at the mm -hmm. Get Motivated Conference in mm -hmm. Nashville. I think they still have these. And, mm -hmm. you know, every year they have a mix of different people. I got to see Zig before he passed away. It was fantastic. He gives this quote about the 19, and it might have been 53, 73, whatever it was, 33, graduating class from Yale. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, uh, was it, 2 or 3% of them had. 3%, 3 yeah. percent had written goals, and then they had their 20-year reunion, and they realized that the 3% that had written goals had accomplished 10 times as much as the and other. More 90, than the 97% right. combined Man, that I, didn't set goals. Yeah, yes. I heard this, whatever it was, 20-plus years oh, ago. Oh, I heard it years and years ago as and, well. And I was blown away. And But then I'd hear Brian Tracy do it, and it would be Harvard. And then I'd hear uh, mm -hmm. you know, Tim, you know, Tony Robbins do it, and it would be 19 right. other three, whatever. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that study never happened. Right, So exactly. I, I decided to go out and find my own study because there's too many cases of people that have written goals that not just write them down but create action steps, share them with somebody else and track the progress and I ended up coming up with one from the Dominican College in California that mm -hmm. nailed it. They for I any loved it. for anybody listening uh whether it's a you know starting a business or not but especially starting a business if you do that you need written goals that are you know the smart goals the specific measurable yeah, attainable, measurable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, attainable but realistic so, and time sensitive but write it down that does put you in a high percentage of people because a lot of people's goals are muddied and in their head but if you'll write it down and most importantly there's five things you can do but it do these couple of things create steps to do it and then measure throughout and see how you're making progress toward it if you one of them share them with people. Don't share it with people. That's Paul was talking about earlier. Sometimes you share your goal with somebody and they'll shoot it down. And they'll shoot you down. Yeah. yeah it's got to be a safe person, a person that really wants the best That's for right. you. That's right. But write your goal down, create some real steps for it, and then track your progress as you go. That makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So you had some people who were asked to think about their goals, some asked to write their goals, some to write action commitments for each goal. 
and and all of these different things as you did all of these actions and i won't go through all of them but you, you want to read it in the book but as you go through all of them when you did all five of the exercises 76 yep. percent of the people actually met their goals they actually accomplished so you know you're asking questions like what what is the goal is it specific is it realistic like you yeah. just talked about you know who who is going to be help you meeting who's going to be on your team I remember doing this years ago, and mm -hmm. this is dead on right. I'm going to tell you this stuff works. It is absolutely true. When? What's your deadline? When are you going to do this? Where? You know, where is it going to be measured? And and how are you going to reach the goal? But these are all things in why, 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 why. That's a really important. It is. It is within reason. Yes, I love a good why, and everybody loves a good why. Uh, one of the reasons we have to ask why, and we're in a golly in a wide generation for decades and decades we're in an in an, in an industrial age and we're just there for survival mm -hmm. and now we have the luxury of why do i want to do this and why will it help people and why will it make me happy uh, but i also do say once you get that why answer it's time to put a put that thing to bed we we've gotten to a point where we over why everything to such a degree that you get absolute paralysis uh, once you figure out why, then start figuring out how to make it happen. Uh, that's so true. And, and I love the one thing you said a little bit later in the book. <laughs> it just cracked me up. So many little funny little anecdotes, but I loved it because so many people say, you know, I'm going to tell you about this business idea, Paul, that I've got. I got this business mm -hmm. idea, but you got to keep it between me and you. Yeah. And you had this line in there was nobody's going to steal your idea because they're too busy not implementing their own. A hundred percent correct. <laughs> Which is so, so funny. Uh, so, so uh, one of the things that uh, that I thought was really interesting in here is that we can have too many things in our laundry list of things that we do. And you use the example of Surpro, like it never even happened. Sure. And so often, what happens is people have to tell you everything that they do. Talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I and I'm glad this is a financial show. Any Anytime you go to a financial advisor's website, not named Paul Winkler, they list 15 things that they might be able to help you with. And it could be, you know, not just investing and planning, but it, it you know, a lot of them have insurance products or they'll talk about the 401ks they can set up for your business and they'll list everything. We mm -hmm. can't understand that. Think about right now, anytime you visit a website or you talk to somebody, you can understand one to two things they tell you. And mm -hmm. that's all you want to hear is that I'm good at these one or two things. If they tell you 15 things, you process almost none of them. And small business owners have this habit, and rightfully so. They want you to hear about everything I could ever possibly provide because if you have that need, then you'll come to me. But that's not the case. We get uh, overwhelmed. Our brains aren't able to process that much information, especially right now with the amount of data we take in, which – could be its own you know, show for you that we, mm -hmm. we're unable to process that much information. So don't add to the noise, uh, add to the clarity. Yeah, you, you don't do anything when you have that many choices. And they actually found that in the retirement world. If you have too many mutual funds to choose from, you won't, right. do, you won't even participate in the plan. Uh, but what happens when you have a business and you have all of these different things you do versus like, like what we use for ours is relax about money. Mm -hmm. Because we were talking about what distills, it's just people are not relaxed. They don't have a sense of confidence. And it's because there's so many decisions. Sure. Well, I don't need to tell you 80 million different things that we do. Just just here's what's going to happen. Here's going to be the result. That's, that's right. what I thought was so brilliant about the Serpro thing. You know, like it never even happened. You can say all these different things that you do, but what is the end result? 
like it never happened. Sure. And what Paul's talking about when I worked there, you know, 20 years ago, they, if you picked up a brochure from ServPro, it would say, you know, fire, smoke, soot, mold, uh, remediation. And they list every, every single thing they did and it would overwhelm people and the brand recognition wasn't where it should be. So they hired a marketing group. They got it distilled and narrowed down to fire and water cleanup. And I think now they've got it, uh, cleaning can, Cleaning, restoration, construction. It's like these three things. Now, they do more than that, but mm -hmm. that's simple and easy to understand. And and that's that's the brilliance of marketing. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and I want to come back, and I want to talk just talk about some questions that you want to start asking yourself, things to help you get some direction about figuring out what is it your customer, who are you going for? Because what happens, people say, I want to be all things oh, to man. all people, and we want to nip that in the bud. So we'll do that right after this. You're listening to the Investor Coaching Show. I am here with Charles Alexander, the author of the book, Start Now, Quit Later, how to start and grow your business without quitting your full-time job. Don't jump out there and go, that's it, I, I, I quit and I'm gonna go start something and then all of a sudden find yourself in a failing business. Get this right the first time. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products and our advisors don't make any commissions, so this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. There is just so much stuff to talk about with this guy. You're just going to have to read his book. <laughs> You're going to have to hire him as a business coach, I'm telling you. Start now, quit later. It was one of the best decisions I ever made You know, when I was first starting a company is to have a business coach. And Charles has been doing this a long time, and he's got a book out called Start Now, Quit Later, How to Start and Grow Your Business Without Quitting Your Full-Time Job. And I just, all through this, Charles, I'm going to tell you, my story was all through it. Uh, I'm going to hit a few things quickly as we go through the end here and, uh, and finish talking a little bit about some of the things in your book. You're talking about the customer, uh, you know, trying to narrow down who mm -hmm. is your customer, who are you going to cater to? Uh, you tell people to look at uh, gender uh, and, and, you know, which, what gender are you, are sure. you aiming at, uh, income level, uh, educational background, just talk a little bit about the types of things. So it depends on what type of business you have. If you're going direct to consumer, mm -hmm. it's not enough to say, you know, we sell, uh, we sell shoes. Everybody loves shoes. Well, maybe, but what type of shoes are you selling? Who's the most common buyer of the type of shoes that you're importing that you love? That's going to make the most sense. Is it? What demographics and psychographics? Demographics pretty easy to understand, and it could be male, female, or it could be where do they live, what's their income level, what do they do for a living, and then the psychographics, which are a little harder to nail down. Why do they buy what they buy? And is it? It's not. I'm gonna let 
let you in on something. Uh, it's not always about price and quality. That was really a good <clears throat> point that you made in here because that is something that a lot of people think it's just price or Can't it's be. just quality. Uh, I thought I thought about ours. It was it was trust. It was logic. Sure. It was your. I you know I try to make sure that when we say makes so much sense that people go this is this is an obvious choice. People work with you because they trust you because you've given away so much information that you've built yourself in as the authority for financial advisors. And, and it may be status. It may be convenience. It may be you know speed of delivery. It might be having lots of uh, you know I, I can go one place and I can get access to everything. Correct. Some businesses are built on that. Maybe it's uniqueness, and then and then of course you get into their personality and and their interests is another thing. You know, is it a family oriented type of type of business? Uh, uh, you know, where, where do they watch and where do they listen to? Because that'll tell you where to market, right? Absolutely. And for a lot of people, when you get into the real nitty gritty and you want to start doing, let's say, paid ads for your business, Google and Facebook knows everything about anybody, anytime, anywhere. And you can start, you know, what type of podcast do they listen mm -hmm. to? And yeah, what you had just mentioned, what type of shows do they, do they watch? And all the way... You're trying to find out, you know, you hear the term, the customer avatar, but if you can almost picture your perfect customer, mm -hmm. I've got my own business where I create explainer videos and mm -hmm. I've got my perfect customer and I've mm -hmm. even given him a name and he's married, he's got kids, he's got a sense of humor and he watches this, he reads this, he does this for fun. And then once you start doing that, it, you create all of your content for that. You would gear your business toward that individual uh, because that's going to make it a whole lot easier to get sales from that person once they understand you. And if you run a business, that's one thing I want you to hit because you hit it brilliantly in here. And there are a lot of questions. I won't be able to cover them all. Sure. Uh, start now, quit later. That is Charles Alexander's book. But one of the things he talks about in here is content and what are the most common questions that are asked of you and making content. Talk about what kind of content. Well, make sure everybody understands when we're talking about content, it's become an overused word, but any business that's out there has to create, and we're all media production companies in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Paul, you're probably one of the best in the business in terms of uh, the financial industry. We get overwhelmed with trying to figure out what to create. So we'll stare at a Facebook post forever and try to, you know, figure out if we need to upload a cat video and slap our logo <laughs> over the top of it because we think it's going to go viral. <laughs> People ask me, what kind of content should I create? Well, write down your top 12 to 24 most frequently asked questions you get over and over and over and over and over and then create the content around yes. it. The easiest way to do it is just create a quick video from Keep it. it and short. We, we have all of the tools in the world. If I'll make a video that answers a question that somebody has to me about my business, then you can strip out the audio. You can strip out the text from it. You can create a case study, a white paper, whatever, uh, something, a guide that you have that is now reusable over and over and over. And this can be a huge time saver because then you don't have to continually answer the same exact question well, over that, and over and isn't, over again. Isn't that what you do? You get the same questions, you just send them a video link, right? That's exactly right. Man, this has been so much fun. And uh, folks, really check out this. If you're thinking about a business, that's something on your radar. Start now, quit later. How to start and grow a business your business without quitting your full-time job, Charles Alexander. Charles, it was a blast having you on here. Thanks for having me, bud. And uh, really, really, really great read. Fun read, really entertaining read, as a matter of fact. So check that out. You'll love it. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. 
You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more competent investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.